0: Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Chats in the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. I'm Melissa, and I'm your host. Today, I'm actually very honored to have a 22-year-old. I know when you think 22, you think that's young. But, y'all, if you can learn one thing from this young man, is that doing things for others isn't a chore. He has more kindness and what he's spoken about and what he's done in his little finger I think that most people have in the world and I really hope that you listen and it makes you want to go out and do a random act of kindness for someone else because the world needs a lot of kindness so you know what I need you to do right now that's right start listening welcome back to another episode of chats from the blog cabin today i'm chatting with dylan and dylan you have an amazing story but before we start talking about what you do talk about who you are introduce yourself tell us a little about yourself
1: i love that intro that was exciting (laughs) (laughs) Um, my name is dylan i work on a little project called live for another and it's basically uh my friends and i trying to do creative and fun apps of kindness as a way to uh, kind of get through the craziness that is, that is life. Uh, things are bothering us. Things are on our mind. We want to learn something new. We find a way to apply kindness to it, and uh, it usually ends up uh, best described as shenanigans <laughs> most of the time.
0: <laughs> I love that shenanigans. That is so cool. Now, what made you decide to start this journey?
1: It was something that took a while to really figure out that kindness projects are important to me. Um, I mean, everyone likes to be kind, right? But I didn't realize that it was so important to me um, until college, which kind of was the whole entire backstory of why we're here. My friend, Chris, he was given a terminal cancer diagnosis They gave him one to two years to live. Of course, when he called me and told me that I heard one year to live um, because, you know, it's a difficult sentence to hear. So you kind of just assume the worst. Um, But after a brief conversation with him and realizing that, you know, if there is a timeline on our time together that I don't really want to spend it. going to college like i was i wanted to spend that time with him pursuing a bucket list together so i dropped out of college and uh, we put together a bucket list and we basically shared it online and our story and who we were and things like that and it went very very viral um which meant that really our bucket list the dreams that we had the things we wanted to achieve in that year timeline were possible because of strangers on the internet who um i guess heard what we were trying to say and they contributed kindness and made it all possible. So we were able to do some really cool stuff with that. Uh, we met celebrities, um, we fed the homeless people, we were on TV a bunch, just big dreams for us. And, um, and you know, it got me thinking, the, the entire time we were going through it, uh, we were very fortunate and very grateful for the, the opportunities that people helped us with. Um, but we also felt guilty in a sense, or more accurately, we felt like, um, we wanted to kind of turn all of the attention on us and use it as a way to help other people mm-hmm. um and in our first attempt to do that was uh number four on our bucket list was to break a world record and we set out to break the world record for the most bone marrow donor signups mm-hmm. it was um he had leukemia and so he needed a bone marrow donor and part of us thought that maybe if we can get enough awareness that we could beat the statistics.
0: <laughs> it was very
1: unlikely, but we thought, hey, maybe we can raise enough awareness and people can, you know, if we break this world record, um, there'll be enough donors to, uh, to save his life. And, and thanks to our community, the people who are watching, um, they heard our call to action. They helped us break that world record. Over 13,000 people wow. signed up to donate their bone marrow, which is still a crazy number to think about. Um, but more crazy than that, a couple months later, we come to find out that one of those people, uh, you know, one of these strangers on the internet that just heard our story, heard what we were doing, they were his donor. They ended up matching with him, and, and here we are today. He is now um, cancer-free, and, and he beat cancer, which um, we had already sort of felt like it was incredible that we had so much attention and kindness coming our way. When that happened, it was like, okay, this is this is insane. Um, we really gotta figure out a way to try and like reflect this. Um, it started off as a place of guilt. Like I didn't think we would necessarily deserve that kind of kindness. Mm-hmm. Um, so we try to give it to other people. And then, you know, that inspired me to realize that um, being kind is, is something that you can kind of do on your, being kind in a way that is interesting to you is really fulfilling. And, and that's kind of what Live For Another is all about. So we've been doing kindness projects since then. We've helped other cancer patients, um, a couple other people with their bucket list. We've helped people with other terminal conditions. But really, all, eh, we've also done weird stuff. Um, at one point, this map behind me, I threw a dart at that map and then I lived wherever it landed for as long as it took to have a positive impact on someone's life. <laughs> so there's a, there's a wide spectrum, uh, but ultimately it comes down to um, just ways to think about each other and and what we can do to help other people um, in, in ways that make sense with, you know, the capacity that we have as individuals.
0: Wow. I mean, that's such a big impact. You originally started out to help your friend and you were getting all this kindness. So you decided you wanted to show kindness in return and your friend ends up finding his donor on this kindness project that you set out to do. Wow. That's just amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was spectacular. It um it really showed how important those those sometimes brief interactions you have with people online. Uh, you know, your friend might share some sort of kindness story, right? And you you're watching, like, oh, that's so sweet. You like it. Um, in our case, like those were real people that really did something substantial for our life, and and that's a big thing too. Is like, um, let's try to break down like that internet barrier and try to remind each other that um there's an opportunity for us to work together uh, to make our lives a little bit easier.
0: (laughs) So let's talk about you throwing the dart at the map and living somewhere until you made a positive impact. Let's talk about that because that's something that a lot lot of people do.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was a crazy idea. Um, I I mentioned earlier, like it's these kindness projects in a sense are a way for us to overcome what we're going through. In that case um, it was, it was after a big breakup. Um, we were together for a long time. So naturally it was pretty devastating for me. Um, and I was doing a lot of thinking and for some reason, I don't know where it came from. I had the idea. Um, a caveat to the idea is wherever it landed, I was purposely not bringing my cell phone and I deleted my social media and like no internet, things like that. Um, the idea was I wanted to kind of prove to myself that I can, I can do things on my own, I guess. I don't know. I I was going through a breakup. (laughs) I was emotional, but nonetheless, I threw the dart. (laughs) Um, And I threw it so poorly at at this map. You notice it's a U.S. map. I threw it so poorly that it, it, well, it took me several throws. But once it finally hit something on the map, it was actually sort of like the outer border, um, which wasn't labeled on the map, but it turned out to be Vancouver, Canada. Um, (laughs) So I actually ended up living in Canada for a couple months. And um, when I first got there, I, I started off by trying to do acts of kindness that were sort of like the generic acts of kindness, I guess, the ones that initially come to your mind, right? Like uh, paying for someone at a coffee shop or helping the homeless or things like that. Um, And it just didn't feel like me. It didn't feel like something that helped me figure out what I was trying to figure out. Um, And so I tried a little bit more unique stuff. I, um, at the time you might remember there was a plane flying over Ukraine that was shot down. There were a lot of people from Vancouver, who were on that plane, so it was kind of a big deal there. Um, I had did some fundraising by selling cake pops on the side of the street um, to try to donate to one of the family, the uh, one of the at the funeral of one of the families who had died on the plane, um, which was like not at all a common act of kindness. <laughs> it was kind of a weird thing. Um, but even then, when I did that, it didn't feel like I, I found what I was I was looking for. So I I, I kept pursuing. A, a sort of a kindness thing that I could do in Vancouver and then officially go home. Um, what I ended up deciding is the reason I came up with that idea and, and, a, and a large thing that I felt while I was there was isolation and loneliness. Um, that was like a big problem for me at the time. And so I decided I wanted to focus the, the kindness on like loneliness in a way. So I put together, I called it uh, loneliness sucks a board game night for people who don't want to go. Um, and, and it was basically like, Uh, an event acknowledging how hard it is for certain people to like meet new people, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I I got on like the the largest newspaper in Vancouver, some radio shows Um, over a hundred people signed up to go to this thing, which is crazy. Uh, You know, that was, that was like, okay, I, I I figured out why I'm here. That was really satisfying to me. I felt like I achieved my mission. Um, I was very impressed with myself. The night of the event over a hundred people signed up none of them showed up <laughs> so it was, wow. it was an event targeting loneliness where a bunch of people said they wanted to go but nobody actually came um, and, and I just thought that was a, a beautiful sort of representation of, of loneliness I guess mm-hmm. um, and and so ultimately at the end of that that helped me realize um, helped me through trying all these kindness and stuff realize that loneliness was a big problem for me and part of it was um, in many cases making myself more lonely than I actually am. So in that case, the video, the documentary that I made while I was there ended up with um, inviting my family to join me in Vancouver and just kind of enjoying it, I guess. So that that one in particular was a big personal growth story um, compared to some of the other ones. But (laughs) yeah, it was was a crazy adventure. Learned a lot, uh, met a lot of really cool people. And um, I still get calls from the Canadian blood bank asking me to donate blood because <laughs> I donated blood while I was there. Every time they call me, I'm like, listen, I don't live in Canada. I'm not going to be there anytime soon. I would love to donate blood, but I think you're calling the wrong guy. <laughs> but yeah, it was an adventure.
0: That is so funny. So what other adventures? what other things acts of kindness have you done? Because I think a lot of people seem to think that they're being kind doesn't matter anymore. And a lot of kindness is not out people are not being kind to each other. So maybe this will inspire other people to being kind.
1: Yeah, that's the hope. I think, uh, you know, with the state of the world these days, it's easy to assume the worst in society. Um, try try to help out a little bit there. Uh, but what's really important to me is like, you don't have to do the act of kindness that everyone else is doing. You just do what, what feels right to you and whatever you're able to do is enough. You don't need to be, no one needs to be Mr. Rogers, right? Like. Uh, as long as you're conscious of your effect on other people. Um, and, and, and my favorite project in, in that way, um, I'm big into video games. Always loved them. In high school, I started a charity where we brought video games to kids in a hospital. And I learned a lot from that. Um, I learned a lot about just what's important to me. And um, we we kind of took that and then applied it to Live for Another, and we, which basically just means we took it to the extreme. Um, so we packed up 15 suitcases full of video game consoles, and we challenged ourselves to visit as many children's hospitals as possible in just seven days. Uh, mm-hmm. We wanted to kind of communicate to people that uh, visiting a children's hospital particularly is not something that is, uh, it, it's, it's attainable, right? The average person can do it, and to show you that, we're going to go to the extreme and visit a plunge in a short amount of time. Um, and that, that was amazing. We, we lost a lot of sleep because we, tra- we traveled to like 10 different states in that week. Um, so it was just jumping around. Um, but yeah, it, it was amazing too, because all the places we stopped at were, were locations of our viewers. So we asked them to reach out and we said, hey, together, you and I will walk into a children's hospital together. And then we kind of bounced around. Um, and, and I just love that because it, it was something really dear to my heart, video games. And it was really amazing to see the people who have been supporting us and to like have an impact with them. Um, And I think there's a really beautiful story in there. I'm still editing that because like I said, we got really tired. So there's a lot of footage of just us being hooligans and like losing our minds. (laughs) Just like filming the floor because we're so tired, we don't know what's happening. Um, But yeah, there's a really beautiful story that, that unfolded as well there.
0: So favorite. where does where does this desire to to do kindness come from? Besides, you know, your what happened to your friend, but was that something that you always done? Because you talked about, you know, you did this project in high school. Was this something that at the very beginning of your life you were always wanting to do things to help others? Or
1: I I, I still haven't completely figured it out. I'm still trying to. But my theory is, uh, I, I think a lot of people they. They have this impression or this suggestion that being kind needs to be a entirely selfless act. Um, that you know, I always mention Mister Rogers because he is he he can be very selfless in his actions, but people kind of compare themselves to a figure like that and and they assume that if they do an act of kindness, maybe they feel guilty or something um, that it's that it's benefiting them. Um, for me, I, I definitely think it's because it makes me it makes me feel like I have a place in the world, I guess, which is kind of deep, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I wish I could say it's because I just like helping people. Uh, But the reality is like, I I think it helps me, um, it just helps me understand my place in the world, especially with Live For Another. Um, I'm really interested in technology and like social media and stuff like that. So it's kind of a way to take my hobbies and kind of just share the experiences of life with people and kindness is a great way to do that because it kind of immediately breaks down the barriers you have with strangers. Um, You know, if you walk up to someone and ask them a question about sports or something, there might be a little bit of a little bit of hesitancy. Mm -hmm. But if you walk up and you're kind to them, uh, you're immediately sort of uh, closer to them. So yeah, yeah, I I don't have a straightforward answer to why I do it. I just think it's um, the way that I've, the way that we are doing it is really really compelling to me because it makes me feel like I, I um, I'm making a difference, I guess. It, yeah.
0: And making an impact on the world so that maybe future generations will also show kindness to others.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would love if my kids could someday see these videos, and you know, it's a little streamlined parenting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just be a good person.
0: So did you have one person that you looked up to that said, I'm going to emulate them. I'm going to be like them to be kind like them, like a role model growing up. Or was that something that you just kind of did?
1: Yeah, I don't think so. That's something I've always, anytime someone asks me like the role model question, I I don't really have one that stands out. Um, I think everyone inspires me just a little bit, but there's not one person that inspires me a lot.
0: Well, I like the fact that you said everybody inspires you a little bit because a lot of people, they don't see inspiration out of everyday people. They look at someone great like Barack Obama or, you know, um, the president or like a Supreme Court justice or their mayor or somebody like that and say that that's the person I want to be. But the fact that you're looking at everyday people and saying, hey, this everybody inspires me a little bit and you see qualities in them. That's really, really noteworthy.
1: Yeah, I, it, you know, it's hard sometimes to keep that mindset. <laughs> it's easy to get caught up in the day-to-day. But, yeah, I think everyone has something special about them. And, and I think there's key takeaways from, from everyone. You know, whether that's creative inspiration, uh, like work ethic inspiration, kindness inspiration, everybody's got something that you can learn from.
0: Now, you mentioned in your bio that you helped a cancer patient, a young girl, with, bulletin, with um, billboards. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, so that that's Lexi. Um, she was, after we, my friend had found his bone marrow donor, we, we were like really focused on helping cancer patients because that just made the most sense at the time. Um, so we saw, I, I was scrolling through my social media feed, saw a picture of her um, battling chemo on her 21st birthday. And I sent probably the weirdest message I'll ever send anyone because I didn't fully know the idea. I just said like, hey, It'd be cool to help you with your bucket list. Do you want to come out to California? Uh, where are you? <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, probably really sketchy from her perspective, but luckily she was willing to to respond, and we worked it out. Um, and together we came up with with her bucket list and things that she wanted to achieve, and then we sort of just got to work. Um, she's from Ohio, so basically what we'll do is. Well, these days a little different with the pandemic, but before we would, you know, every six months or so we'd fly her out to California for like a week and we'd cross five items off her bucket list, something like that. Um and, and in this case, we as soon as she landed in the airport, we were driving down the highway and then her face was on a billboard. I think that was number thirty-four on her bucket list was to oh, be yeah. on a billboard. Um, and, and we wanted to again take it to the to the extreme. So, for is all about. <laughs> um, we got many billboards across town, and they were positioned in such a way where, as we were doing other bucket list items for her, they were they were nearby. So um, that week in particular, we she wanted to visit a children's hospital, so we were doing that. And you know, as we were leaving, it was there was another billboard there with, with her on it. Um, we had she wanted to walk a fashion runway. We didn't really feel very satisfied with just you know, connecting with an existing runway and having her walk a, a line. So we we constructed our own fashion show where she was not only the model, but also the designer. <laughs> yeah. And um, and about 10 minutes away from the venue, there she was on a billboard. Uh, things like that. Um, but yeah, that, that was really beautiful, that experience for me. Um, I feel like being on a billboard is sort of like a shorthand for the impact you have. I yeah. guess it's like this stereotype for like, wow, you're successful. Um, so it was really emotional for me to see that, because it was just, it was cool that something we built together um, could get to that level. And, and, you know, of course, the impact it had on Lexi was pretty spectacular as well.
0: So let's talk about the funding. Where do you find the funding for all these? Because obviously billboards and building the fashion runway and all these and the video games and moving to Canada and all this thing. So how do you fund all these projects?
1: Um, still, definitely trying to figure that out. I don't want to pretend like we have unlimited funding. Um, a lot of it, I, I do like part-time uh, technology work, contract work, um, and that allows me to survive. And then what we get through donations. And t shirt sales is what funds all all the rest of the stuff. Um, So, yeah, we're very fortunate to to have people to support us. And, and, you know, I mean, every single organization out there says every person matters, but like it genuinely matters. (laughs) It's a big deal um, because we do have really big ideas. It means so much to have people support us. Um, Just last week, um, we had someone who had never been a part of the community before, they bought a t shirt. Uh, every time someone buys a t-shirt I write like a note about what we hope to do with with the the funds and you know A little bit about what's going on um, She wrote back she got her t-shirt She wrote back to me and mentioned that she had bought in the t-shirt for her son who? Um, because of the pandemic he he has uh, cancer and because of the pandemic he hasn't been able to leave he's been under a strict medical quarantine mm-hmm. um, but this t-shirt was like sort of a little glimpse of hope for him right and and I love that because it, it was great to be able to have that conversation with someone. Um, it wasn't like a faceless thing, but what I'm especially excited for is we came up with the idea of doing like a little gift box for him. And so we're gonna try to rally together the rest of the donors to come up with like a, a gift box for him and then surprise um, another donor. And that's just been on my mind. That's why I bring it up. I'm excited. Um, but yeah, genuinely like, you know, we write letters back and forth, we email each other back and forth. Like. Even people that comment consistently, like that always gets me really excited. Um, because it, yeah, we a hundred percent rely on donations and, and t shirts and sticker sales.
0: Wow. So how can people donate? That's another thing. Just go ahead and pitch and do your donation because this is an amazing cause. <laughs> give you yeah. a little bit of backstory, especially since you're dealing with cancer patients. Um, cancer has affected my life twice and I have lost both my dad and my sister to cancer. I mean, my sister was only 27 years old when she died and she never got to meet all three of my girls. I was pregnant with my oldest daughter when she died and she's been gone for a while now. But, you know, to see someone out there using and trying to help these patients that are going through probably the most horrific time of their lives to just make them feel so much better. It just, it just, oh my God, I'm tearing up now. Just talking about it. Yeah. It's tough, but to know somebody's out there that wants to show them kindness and say, hey, you know what, you know, we're in here with you. Like you like you dropped everything and dropped out of college to help your friend. And you did the big world, the world, um, world's record for the leukemia, for the bone marrow drive. And then he finds a donor off that. But you also helped other people as well with that drive. So
1: thank you. <laughs> that, that means a lot. Yeah, it's um, it's amazing. You learn you really do learn a lot. Um, thinking about it so much but um but yeah if anyone wants to get involved they can they can head over to our website really everything's there Liveforanother.com. um check out a t-shirt every t-shirt sold we do an act of kindness make a donation and if even if you aren't able to do that completely understand you can join our email newsletter and um you know just stay up to date and and respond to them so i know i'm not sending emails out into the void (laughs) So, so i know there's actually people reading them
0: Now you keep saying college and high school. So I'm going to ask you a question. It's probably going to blow my mind, but you look very young. So how old are you?
1: 22.
0: See, I I was like a little baby. (laughs) You're you're like a year younger than my middle daughter. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've got a lot to learn.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But you have so much more experience in the world and with, a lot of that generation was all about the me, 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 and the generations that are coming up are all about me, me, me. And you want you, you, you to focus on everybody else. So that I want to just applaud you for that because a lot of the younger generations are more focused on what they can do for themselves. And they're not worried about what their, their impact on the world or their impact on their community.
1: Yeah. That, that's one thing that I, I, I want to try to develop a little bit more is, you know, people around my age, I think there is that connotation. But I don't know, of course, I'm biased, right? But but I don't know if that's necessarily true. I, I think it's just, I don't know, when I talk to my friends and stuff, there's like a lot of pessimism. <laughs> so I, I feel like they're just kind of they're like anxious of the future and it makes us makes it hard for us to, to overcome it um, and, I, and I just say that because that's something I really want to try to get better at is give people who, who do have a hard time looking out for others because they're so overwhelmed um, whether that's stress anxiety depression like all these things right um, I want to give them opportunity to be a part of something and you know if, if someone out there is like I think everyone is inherently good, uh, and and hopefully we can kind of like bring that out of them, a little bit. And, and I think with with my generation, it's I, I'm sure there's probably the same percentage as every other generation of people that are self-centered. I just think it's a different kind, a little bit. Yeah. It's um. You know, I think the big thing is like social media. Right. It, it makes it seem like everyone of my generation is so self-centered because they're posting selfies all the time, which mm-hmm. is something, honestly, I don't understand, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it happens. Um, but, you know, at the same time, like, I think we do that because that's how we get interaction these days. And that's how we get validation and stuff. So it almost feels like it's not our fault
0: mm-hmm. in a
1: way. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, those are my theories of, of <laughs> society. <laughs>
0: So what's up next for you? I mean, you have this amazing foundation, this amazing website. What's up next for you?
1: Uh, COVID was definitely a challenge because we do come up with these really big ideas. And, you know, they're already hard enough. But with a pandemic on top of it, it makes it even more intimidating. So we kind of slowed down a little bit. Um, so I would like, I, I just want to continue growing to the point where we can come up with our large ideas and do them as often as we come up with them. Um, at the moment, there's a little bit of like, do it and then sort of sit around and wait, save up for a couple months and then do another one. Um, some of the things that I would love to be able to do just on a whim is the world's t- tallest trash can. Um We have the blueprints prepared for a 16,000-gallon trash can, and we want to sort of tour it around the West Coast, filling it up and giving all the opportunity for people to come by and contribute trash from like their local park or river or something uh, to kind of of like a physical representation of of act locally, think globally. It's like, you know, pick up trash in your neighborhood and then come meet us at the nearest downtown and fill up the world's biggest trash can together. We also, I I really, I've been getting into uh, cooking more and I would love to rent out a food truck for like a month and travel across the United States. And every city we stop in partner with like local uh, fresh produce, food, um, farmers markets, chefs, things like that to make like local culinary meals and then give them out to homeless people. Uh, you know starting california we're making tri-tip we're making tacos we drive over mm-hmm. to texas we make barbecue these kind of things um just because it sounds fun i think <laughs> <laughs> but yeah tons of big ideas like that that we could come up with forever but figuring out a way to uh to be able to do them consistently and um, that's that's pretty much the goal
0: yeah so you keep saying you have tons of big idea where are where do the inspiration comes from
1: I have no idea. Um, wherever, you know, I think some people, they might be really good artists and they, they see a guy walking down the street with an interesting hat and the next thing you know, they can draw a beautiful painting um, or paint a beautiful painting rather. I guess in my case, I see some random thing and whatever's going on in my brain that triggers the idea of building a giant trash can. <laughs> I, I don't know where it comes from. Um, it's weird. I, I think I think it's just kind of now we're committed to the mindset of these kind of things. And so it just naturally kind of makes me more prone to be thinking about them. Um, yeah.
0: You're kind of making kindness fun. Like you're doing that, like clean up your park, clean up your neighborhood, but then help fill us, fill the giant trash can.
1: Yeah, that, that is a huge source of inspiration for me. Um, I mentioned that charity that I started in high school. I, I started the volunteer process in high school, trying to get buff up my resume, right, to get into a good college. Mm-hmm. And and I was doing the standard stuff. I was volunteering at food banks, volunteering at the hospital, doing these things. Um, and I hated it, right? It was like, I go to the hospital, and I fill out paperwork. I'm not helping anyone. I mean, yeah, I'm helping the nurses do less paperwork. But like, I I feel like I can do more. And in my case, it's not exciting for me. At the food bank, we weren't able to we weren't allowed to like directly interact with the homeless. We would just fill bags in the back. And in both those cases, I know ultimately it is making an impact. But I, I wanted something a little bit more fun. Um, so I so I came up with my own. And yeah, that, that's really important. To me. And and I know like filling bags is fun for some people, but in my case, I, I guess I just wanted something a little bit different. So I started the the video game charity. Um, and that's been a big thing for a long time. Is it's, it's kind of like an opportunity for the people who would like to help, but mm. they don't want to go do like the normal stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's have fun with it. Right. Being kind can be fun. It doesn't need to be the same thing over and over again.
0: So who helps you run all your found all your stuff for your foundation?
1: I am the only one who thinks about this 24 uh, seven full time. <laughs> um, but I do have a couple of people help out uh, like part time with, Uh, editing videos sending emails things like that Um, so we got ben who is much better at editing videos we got jocelyn who helps with social media max is good at writing and then a couple of my friends nearby joel and drew they help me they're in this upside down picture right there behind me Um, they help with like filming videos and telling the stories so it's a small group of people but we have fun
0: (laughs) is there ever a time when they're like no, Dylan, we can't do this. This is way way too much. Let's so scale it back a little bit.
1: Um, typically, yeah, that that definitely does happen. It's it's more it, it's less like, hey, you probably shouldn't do that, Dylan, and more like, I don't understand what you're talking about, Dylan. Um, <laughs> so it, it's kind of more of like a no, we shouldn't do that, and more of a please make that make more sense to me before we before we do anything. Make sure it's like organized and not just randomness.
0: <laughs> so that you are you super organized or is it randomness a lot of times ah
1: uh, that's something i've been struggling with for a long time i, I struggle with every day is is to stay organized it, it's really really tough
0: so who keeps you on track organized with the with keeping everything together for an event or for something that you're planning a random app to kindness
1: um, I think just meeting with everyone and like talking with them definitely helps. But as far as like someone whose role it is to do that, um, that would be my to-do list software <laughs> is, is the best thing. I, I definitely need a lot of improvement there. It's something, um, it's hard, right? Because if, if, you know, if your business was to host, um, let, let's say it's a more simplified version of Live for Another, right? Where it's like every month we, we, do, an, uh, we do an event for cancer patients here in Sacramento you can kind of develop a process for that, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, first we start by calls, then we book the venue, etc. But when one month you're going on a seven day road trip with $15,000 worth of video games, all the logistics around that are completely different than the mm-hmm. logistics of building a candy trebuchet and launching it at kids. <laughs> like, they're, yep. they're, it's, it's really hard to develop a process. So I think that takes my inherent ADHD and, and it makes it even harder because it, it's... It's such a mess. <laughs> it's, it's all so new. Everything is so different. Um, that, yeah, it, it really makes it tricky.
0: I love how you mentioned the ADHD and you laughed about it because that's every, everybody on ADHD, their, their minds are all over the place. It's like they go from one place to another to another. Cause my middle daughter, um, the one that I said to you were like, she was a year older than you. She has ADHD as well, yeah. but yet her detail, to design work because she just graduated with her, um, bachelor's in fine arts and interior architecture. Nice. Her detail for design work is like on point. Like she is so super focused. So I can imagine when you're working on a project, you are super focused on that project. Yeah, I,
1: I don't even know if that's necessarily true. I, I focus on particular parts of it.
0: See. Um,
1: yeah. So like, like I said, I really like technology. So if we're doing some sort of social media campaign and I need to build like a website landing page or an email automation all day long, like I'll I'll forget to eat while I'm doing that, right? Which of course is not good, but it happens. Um, But then when it comes down to other things, I really, really struggle to get through it. Um, And that's, you you know, some people focus better than others in different categories and stuff, but that's the way it usually works for me. yeah, or like editing videos is really hard for me, but which is what I do a lot. <laughs> so yeah, it really just depends.
0: But you talked about technology, which is something you love, so you're super focused on that. Whereas design work is something she loves, so she's super focused. Yeah. Something when yeah. you love, you're super focused. If it's something that you don't want, really don't care about, you're like, eh, yeah, I'd rather not do this right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to get into it and get in your flow.
0: So what big project do you have up next? I know you said you were thinking about the giant trash can and COVID has kind of thrown wrenches in all the places, but are you doing something locally or are you trying to do something nationwide?
1: Right now I'm trying to um, solve the problem of my distracted brain by really trying to develop consistent small things. I think it helps people be a part of the community when you know once a week we we spend time working on a project um, as opposed to once every three months. <laughs> so yeah. I, I wish there was like some big monolith of a project that we're working on. Um, and they're definitely in the back burner, but at the moment it's like, how do we, how do we establish a baseline so that we can, we can grow this? Um, you know, because we can count on big projects going viral once a year, but that's not really the way to get this to the point where we want to get it. Um, so we're working on smaller projects, smaller projects inspired by people. So oftentimes when we post a video, we'll ask what they want us to do next. Uh, we just started using, it's a kindness wheel. It's basically like a um, a prize wheel with a bunch of acts of kindness on it, spin it and then we'll go do that. Um, but they're typically small. So like recently what we've done is hand flowers to strangers. Um, we we bought out an entire street vendor's uh, stock so that like he can go home early. Apparently this guy drives like five hours every day to go sell these oranges on the side of the road. Um, he was able to get off at 11 a.m. instead of 5 p.m. <laughs> um, we gave like a, a thank you gift basket to a fast food worker, um, one that was themed as her favorite movie. So on a Thursday we went in and said, "Hey, what's your favorite movie?" Um, and then a couple of days later we came back with a uh, gift basket saying thank you for her hard work, themed as that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like that that are fun, um, but just not quite like massive coordinating scale. And now that we're trying to, we're starting to flesh those things out, get a little bit better at being consistent. We're starting to think more about the bigger projects. Um, Like recently, uh, a friend of mine, she passed away, which obviously brings up a whole lot of emotions. Um, But she was really sort of uh, encouraging uh, of these ideas. So I've been thinking about kindness projects related to sort of how to memorialize her. Mm. And the one that I'm thinking about now is to uh, fundraise to gather as many flowers as I can, and then place a flower on every single gravestone at a nearby cemetery. as just sort of a way to, um, I guess you know, think about those people one last time, and, mm-hmm. and do it on behalf of my friend Sahara, um, which is a sort of like a mid-scale one. But yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff going on.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know that that whole thing that you just talked about thanking a a fast food worker, thanking someone at, like going to Starbucks and if you go through Starbucks, giving the barista a tip because a lot of people don't think about tipping them. Yeah. Um, or things like that. I bet you, when you bought the, the, the street vendor oranges, I bet you didn't keep those oranges. I bet you gave those oranges away. Correct.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We took it to the homeless shelter.
0: See, so you ad- had to act of kindness for him and then you passed that act of kindness on more. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, in that case we had to, cause we would have died of vitamin C <laughs> overdose, <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely. It, you know, there's, there's, um, yeah, there's definitely, there's multiple opportunities in one
0: act of kindness, I think. So how can people get involved? i never asked you that before besides looking at your website, because I know you have a group as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we mainly post every, we anything we do, we post to our Facebook group, Daily Acts of Kindness, Facebook page, Live for Another, um, or our TikTok, which is still Will Hill. It's my personal TikTok, um, but yeah. Yeah, those are pretty much the main places. That's the easiest way to get involved. But I think the the big thing is the email newsletter because it's much easier to stay in touch that way. Um, get like people's feedback and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah, which you can do on our website. And, uh, yeah. Someone has an act of kindness idea, let me know. Or or one thing I'm trying to gather right now is um, fortune cookies. I I made these these custom fortune cookies with like compliments in them one says you're the most handsome man i've ever met another one says your eyes are beautiful your shirt looks nice on you things like that um if anyone has compliments that we should put inside of fortune cookies let me know (laughs) Hmm. it's a it's a unique way it's it's a fun way act of kindness because you can give it to someone uh but it's like giving a compliment you surprise the other person but yourself you know what's happening these are fun mm. because we, you give it to them and you're like, am I going to compliment them as if they're a handsome man or as if they're, <laughs> or as if they, you know, all these things. And so it's kind of a gamble. You give them a fortune cookie, figure out what happens next, but it is based on kindness. Um, so yeah, kind of interesting.
0: <laughs> um, that also could backfire. If you give it to a woman, you call her a man, that could backfire.
1: Yeah. Maybe just do that with people, you know, and not strangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, hey, maybe that's a good, that's a good icebreaker to give it to a stranger and it compliments their long hair, of which they don't have. I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Give it to a bald man who has long hair. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So, um, is there one last nugget that you want to leave us with?
1: Uh, No, I don't think so. I've done a whole lot of... uh, dylan philosophy talk today so i <laughs> i think the most inspirational give has already been burned out um i just think that if if people are feeling like the world is crazy these days and they don't know where to start or they do know where to start and they've been trying to figure out a way to let it out um i think we are a real we are a candid kindness is like what the goal is it's it's not going to be something where you know it's not some cheesy like oh, we saved everyone's life by giving this homeless guy a burger. Uh, I think it's just a couple of people, a group of kids, trying to do genuine acts of kindness. And if that sounds interesting, like, there's tons of ways to get involved. And it genuinely means a lot to us. It has a huge impact. And, um, yeah, you you can join the newsletter for free, or you can donate a million dollars for a million dollars.
0: million dollars. So Dylan, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing about your acts of kindness and tell people where they can find you again,
1: LiveforAnother.com.
0: and guys, we will see you on the next chat from the blog cabin. Bye. So guys, I hope you really enjoyed this interview with Dylan. I challenge you right now to go out and do a random act of kindness. You can do it for someone you know, but the best thing is to do it for someone you don't know. Because I promise you, not only will you feel good, you'll make the other person feel amazing. So that's what I challenge you to do right now. And one of the random acts of kindness, and I know this is a shameless plug for me, but one of the random acts of kindness that you can do that will cost you absolutely nothing is to, this is kind of a great segue, um, I'm joking right now, is to go and like, leave a rating or review, subscribe to this podcast, chat's in the blog cabin, let me know how I'm doing, go over to YouTube, hit subscribe. You don't even have to watch the videos, just subscribe. I mean, come on, people, it doesn't take a lot, but honestly, I'm joking. If you want to do it, that's great because I love you guys for being part of the podcast family, but if not, you know, that's okay too. But... I want you to be blessed and remember, keep chatting.